Welcome to the Daily Dose of the Dow Podcast, teaching you about the stock market and investing in just 10 minutes a day. And now, here's your host and stock trader, Chris Rocco. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode five of the Daily Dose of the Dow Podcast. Uh, today, we're having a bonus episode. We're going to be talking about gambling and blackjack, and we have on a seasoned veteran in the gambling industry, and more specifically, blackjack. Um, and I would say he's probably a pretty profitable blackjack player. I have my friend Alistair Hackett on today. And I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, we've been to Vegas a couple times together. Um, the most recent time we've been to Vegas certainly wasn't the outcome we wanted, but you win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how it goes with blackjack. Money comes in, money goes. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your blackjack career? Um, yeah, I mean, I started playing about um, a year and a half, two years ago, um, uh, using the online service Bovada. Um, I recently switched to BetMGM just because, you know, I respect everything that MGM Resorts represents in Vegas. Um, and I feel like they're kind of, you know, the dominant industry when it comes to gambling. You know, if you go, if you've been to Vegas recently, um, it's pretty much universal that the sports betting uh, features in the casino, they're now just bet MGM kiosks. So mm. instead of, you know, back in the day, you'd have to go up to these counters and place your bets or whatever. Now they have bet, bet MGM, like has a lock on um, sports betting throughout Vegas. So, you know, um, I just kind of respect that. Uh, and I want to kind of, you know, build status with uh, bet MGM. And I want them to recognize me as a, you know, as a, um, as a player and, you know, hopefully one day, you know, maybe I'll get that, um, that, that high level treatment in Vegas that I know a lot of players get. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, even though we're not talking about stocks or investing or anything like that today, you d certainly need some good money management skills when you're playing blackjack or any sort of gambling game, like poker, blackjack, whatever, stuff like that. Um, so you can, if you tell us a little bit about your strategy and how you protect your profits and, and money when you're playing, do you double down when you're up? Do you, do you put that money aside or how do you play? What's your gambling strategy? Right. Well, um, you know, when you get to the table, you never know what the, the situation is going to be with the, the shoe. Um, you know, you never know uh, how it's going to go. It could be going really south in the beginning. So I just try to get a feel of what's, you know, what, what kind of cards are being dealt, you know, I'm not a card counter, but I, I, you know, I try to, I consider myself like a level one basic level count carter. And that's that, you know, I, I just see like if, if, if I'm getting, um, if a, a bunch of twos, fours, fives are being dealt, I know that eventually, you know, if that, if, uh, if after, you know, three hands, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing consistent, consistently that I'm being dealt low cards, such as, uh, you know, two, like I said, two, three, fours, fives. And I see that, you know, I know that event that soon there's going to it's only it, there has to be high level cards face cards coming out so when there's is those cards being dealt the face cards the player has the edge and that's when I know to bet bigger you know am I right 100% of the time of course not um but you know that that really is um sort of a basic level strategy that I try to use um when I'm determining how much I want to bet so, like I said, you know, if I'm seeing a lot of small cards on the table, I'm gonna, I know that there's a, pretty soon there's going to be some face cards. If it's the other way around, you know, I'm being dealt 
20 i'm being kings and kings you know um, i'm being dealt blackjack or you know tens i'm i i gotta i gotta ch- sort of check myself even though i'm happy that i'm winning um i, I know that pretty soon some, some of those smaller cars are going to be rolling in and that's going to be when the dealer has the right. edge so um yeah that's that's pretty much how i determine how i'm going to bet yeah definitely important to have some money management skills and understanding when to when to hit it and quit it because that's that's how you protect your profits in in uh, blackjack and gambling. Now, I have this interesting stat or interesting quote. I read uh, part of Wong's professional blackjack book, and in 1975 this was written. So mind you, this is before the market really got going in the 2000s and, and certainly today. But Wong said, and every, I'm sure you know Wong. He's a professional blackjack player and seasoned blackjack player. And he says that blackjack in 1975 was five times as profitable as the market and a fifth as risky. So five times as profitable and one-fifth as risky as the market. Now, I'm not sure if that stands today, but I certainly think if you have the right skills in blackjack and the right money management, you could certainly be successful and profitable as a gambler and as a blackjack player. Now, you mentioned you are going to bet – NBA and and sports what are your uh what are your uh you know I grew up watching the NBA that's still pretty much the only sport I watch today um you know so I'm really looking forward to the season coming back my Nets um I'm a Brooklyn Nets diehard Brooklyn Nets fan uh since the 2012 move to Brooklyn like I started watching basketball right when that happened and like back then, like the Nets should just moved to Brooklyn. Is Harden and coming? Quick, Harden. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Harden's on the way. He's on the way. Um, and uh, so yeah, I've I've just that ex- when that excitement from the move to Brooklyn happened, I stuck. W- I, I I jumped on board and I never left. Even through those dark years, never left. But you know, I don't need to bore you with that. Um, but the point is, I'm. I think that the Nets are you know favorites. I placed a bet. This is a long term investment here. I put. Um, a uh, hundred dollars actually on it uh, the other day. They're at plus six hundred odds at Caesars. Uh, so if I win, you know, I'm, I'm plus six hundred to win the finals. You know, yeah, come come the summer, I'm gonna be cashing out. Um, I'm gonna be cashing in on my investment. So because um, I I honestly think they're gonna win the championship. I think plus six hundred odds are ridiculous. And um, yeah, plus six hundred if they get hard in their. Yeah, arguably yeah, one of the most talented Harden, teams, and even without Harden, they're this. I, I put them in maybe this. They, I, I put them right neck and neck with the Lakers, but um, yeah. And then I, another thing about um, and that's is um, I'm looking forward to uh, the early games because I saw that they're they're even odds with the Celtics. There, uh, that's like the second game I think they play. Um, to the like that they have them at both at minus one ten. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm parlaying the, the Warriors, which is the first game, and the Celtics. I'm going to put, like, probably 200 on it because I, I, don't, I don't see how they're going to lose to Steph Curry alone. I mean, you have KD, Kyrie. Yeah. Are they losing to Steph Curry alone? And the Celtics are just overhyped. They're not better than Kate. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are better than Kate. Hayward's gone. Right? Yeah, yeah. No. Okay, I'm not worried about the Celtics. So yeah. I, I'm confident the Nets are going to be able to win at the Celtics. So I think that if you're, if you're looking at that, you're saying – Okay, I'm going to take advantage of the Nets here. The Nets are clearly the best bet. I know I'm a biased Nets fan, but, I mean, if you look at the Nets, I mean, uh, you're looking about my plus 600 odds for a team that has Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on it and potentially James Harden. 
that's a pretty good bet and a pretty good long-term investment. Um, I know it's not, you know, ideal to have to wait till the summer to get your money back, but you know, if you're if you're thinking smart here, you're, you know, if you're into gambling, uh, this is a perfect bet for you. Plus six hundred is not is not bad at all. Yeah, you're Plus gonna be want to keep an eye on the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. All right, thanks for the insight, Alistair. So. Now I'm gonna we're gonna jump back a little bit, and I mentioned we went to or I went to out I went to Vegas with Alistair, and I actually drove cross country in October September October, and I met my friend Alistair there, and although we didn't do well gambling and betting, certainly learned some learned some valuable lessons there, and uh, I think it's important and fun that we share. Our uh, yeah, I mean, our experiences in Vegas because we'll be there again. So the problem really was, I kept going to the slots and the slots is not where the money's at. I mean, a a, a quote that a lot of people use and and something a lot of people say is like slots are a loser's game. You go to the slots to lose and you go to slots to when you're down and you really shouldn't be spending a lot of time at slots. You hit it and quit it at slots. And you really should be spending your time with the table games, poker, blackjack, and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that we got kind of led astray by, um, there's this one game, I mean, I, I doubt any of you know it, but if you've been to Vegas a lot, you know. Um, there's this one game called Hot Stuff, where it was like, um, there's like a pot building up, and there's a, a couple <laughs> other games like this. Um, there's like a pot building up. And you're trying, you're staying at that slot machine, trying to get the pot to explode. And we were, we kept going there, and the pot kept exploding. So we're like, wow, we're really getting one over on the system here, um, because I don't, I hadn't had that much experience with slots. I never really messed with that. Um, but you know, how now here we are in Vegas, um, you know, mess around with with these slots, and it kept taking us to this, um, you know, this, this, uh, you know, this section where we were uh, bonus round or whatever. Yeah, the bonus land or whatever you want to call it. Um, where we're where we're where we're able to get the mega, the mini, the grand, which is like what was it like twenty forty oh, grand? Like ridiculous. So Probably we think yeah, we're on fifty the verge. grand or something. We think we're on the verge. We of had to have gotten to the bonus like thing like three or four times like yeah. by the time and, and you thought one of those times we can at least get a, a at least I don't know a couple grand because three out of the four prizes there were over a thousand dollars probably and we kept winning the the mini one and the yeah, mini one was like thinking, 20 bucks the point is we kept so, thinking we're on the verge of winning these this twenty thousand, forty thousand. uh like we were one click away from winning forty thousand. like yeah. you had to you had to flip over these coins and like if you flip three over um you the, whichever um level you flip over three coins for is the one you get so we were we had two of the grand selected and you had to get three of the grand selected to get the grand which is like i said twenty forty grand so like and then we just kept going in the slots thinking we're gonna win and then all of a sudden you know the funds get drained they lose track of it you lose track of it and it's just can't lose track and then you know then you just kind of get robbed and it's you know that's that's you know that's what um unfortunately a lot of las vegas is like if you don't play it smart yeah gotta play smart and the money's the money's at the table games as we said like the money's at black the money's at blackjack you can you legitimately have a 50-50 shot of winning. If you play your cards right, if you play everything right, you have a 50-50 shot of winning every single hand. And, I mean, if if you play right, you hit it and you quit it, you win two or three in a row, you could certainly be profitable. Now, I, I don't think it's wise to spend three or four hours at a blackjack table because 
then well, then I'll push back on that. Um, I think that it is wise. It is, uh, of course, you want to lock up a win, but when you're keeping an eye on the, the the cards that are being dealt, you're not you're not getting emotional. You're not saying, "Oh, I've lost That's two in a row." You gotta keep emotion out of it. Oh, that. I've a lost two in a row, emotion. so now I'm gonna bet big to to win my winnings back. And you're just saying you're not you're, while you're ignoring the the cards that are being dealt. You're ignoring looking at the cards that are being dealt and saying, "Okay, is there a pattern here that I can follow?" Is there a bunch of kings being dealt? Um, because if that's the case, I'm probably going to lose again. Um, you know that that then you're going to lose. But you know, I, I think that you can stay for a long table, and I think that it is enjoyable to stay for a long time and have your drinks be served to you, um, and just be parked there. And I mean, that's you just want to have a good time. You don't want to be running around, you know. So, um, you know, sitting there, and, and you got You got to be concentrated on what you're doing. You know, you can't be. You know, if you are concentrated and you're paying attention to the cards that are being dealt, you can you can stay there and be profitable. You know, obviously the casino wants you to to stay there, but because they want to. There's a reason why they they serve drinks. They they want you to stay there. You're yeah, the right. longer you stay there, I think the the more risk of you. Of course, running but, astray. Uh, yeah, of course, but a lot of people, most people that are, you know, there aren't really the, the smartest gamblers in the world. They're that's tourists, true. Also, they're yeah. tourists that are just playing the game. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. true. Yeah, and then I, I, I mean, I guess we could talk about, um, you know, our personal favorite casinos. Well, I mean, what, what do you think your favorite casino is in Las Vegas? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I really like MGM also because it just MGM is classic. I mean, it's yeah, MGM it's, to me is like it doesn't have that theme though. Like MGM is like the standard Vegas casino. It's great. I mean, it's just you go there and it's great. But I feel like a lot of other ones have like these. Themes that just like they had this vibe and this soul to them that the MGM doesn't really have, like the Cosmopolitan. Yeah, the Cosmopolitan. Or the Aria. Yeah, like, the Aria. That's a good one. The Aria is very high upper, upper, there, upper so class. If you're, not, if you're not going in there to spend, they're gonna kind of stare at you. And yeah. You leave. But um, you know, and then Caesar's Palace was like. A, <laughs> I was gonna say that Caesar's I mean, that Palace. Caesar's is... Palace. I mean. <laughs> There's some Avoid that thing. at all costs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're like, it depends on what. I mean, if you just don't give a fuck about class like yeah go there but i mean there's some really shady characters there um you know we saw that and then um you know but yeah then the mirage was great the mirage was yeah sick. the mirage was nice um yeah uh just like mandalay really bass pretty good nice I, I didn't really like mandalay but you know like mandalay but um yeah lugzer that's where i stayed um that's that's good i mean that was that was i like like the theme there um affordable uh price to stay there um and yeah i mean it's a great place vegas i mean it's it's just the soul of it the the vibe is i mean unbeatable i mean it's just a great place yeah. and i i love being and there. still remember still have that smell and and the feel of walking down the strip still i, I could feel it and i'm itching to go back already it, it, that's that's what vegas is about it, it pulls you in pulls and, you uh, uh, now, it's interesting to look at like what casinos make mo- make the most money or what resorts make the most money. And I'm actually looking at a chart right now, and the win is the clear winner. Um, last year, they brought in over looks like 520 million in profit. And what's incredible about the win is that it's it relies strictly on 
the high rollers. So a lot of people who who go and go, I mean, have have big bucks go to the win, obviously, because you got the, a lot of high rollers going there, and that actually makes up uh, almost thirty percent of their profits, which is pretty incredible. But with that being said, sixty seven percent of the companies. Um, 500 million in profit, 1.66 billion in revenue last year was dominated by non-gaming activities. And there's certainly a lot of non-gaming activities you can partake in Vegas too. Um, Alistair has a little bit to say about that. I mean, I don't have a lot, a little bit to say, but I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, Vegas is not, I mean, you're not going, this is no saint place for saints. I mean, this is called Sin City for a reason. I mean, you know, weed is illegal there. I mean, I know it's being legalized in a lot of states, but, I mean, that's, you know, you go to Vegas, you know, that's, you, you know, you probably want to just to kind of, you know. Yeah, and then, you know, obviously, tr- drinking's big there. Um, you know, Big, we, big time. We um, we saw, like, a kind of, what, what was that girl we saw on the street that was, like, you know, s- screaming, my fucking sister, I'm, I I stayed home. Oh, yeah. My, I, we were supposed to. She was to, obviously high or drunk or something. I mean, I mean she was arguing with her boyfriend. Yeah, and she was screaming at her boyfriend. Crying, punching him. I mean, Bro, I mean just, we, this is, we're, we're fo- these people are following us and this, walking in the same direction as us for like fucking five minutes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so I obviously mean, that's, that's something. Something you see all the time, I guess. It's yeah, just then, how it is. It's Sin City for a reason. Yeah, and then, um. You know, there's obviously a lot of adult entertainment. Um, I can neither confirm or deny if I took partook in that. Um, uh, so I mean, yeah, it's it's Sin City. I mean, this is no, you know, you want to go to the Catholic Church, you know, you stay home. Uh, but you know, if you want to have a, you know, you want to, you know, push the boundaries, you go to Vegas. That's just, I mean, that's that's, that's what Vegas is about. That's what it's about. So yeah, I mean, obviously you got the Raiders in town now. Um, you know, that's you know once the whole shutdowns and uh, you know you'll be able to. I mean, that's going to be beautiful. Um, you know, being able to see an NFL game on yeah. the Strip of Las Vegas. Are you, you kidding me? That's I mean, yeah. I mean, how much more entertaining can Las Vegas get? I mean, you got the NFL. I mean, they should have the NBA. I mean, how do you have it's a common. team? It's common. How do you have a team in Sacramento and Memphis and you don't have a team in Las Vegas? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous. So, I mean, you know, it's Vegas is my money's on Vegas for the future. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of cities are dying, um, you know, but Vegas is just go, just taking off, and I, I don't think Vegas is slowing down at all from the pandemic. Really, um, I think that you know we went there. There's they're packed. I mean, they're everybody wants to be in Vegas. Am I wrong? No, I mean, I think Vegas is definitely a developing city i mean you got like all of a sudden you got sports teams going there you got uh a lot more fandom activity you got i mean the raiders are their fans are as as loyal as can be i mean and i think the nba isn't far behind so to wrap up this podcast um certainly thanks to alistair for coming on hopping on he'll be back um Appreciate you guys listening to this bonus episode, and we'll have many more bonus episodes in the future. Um, Although it wasn't totally about money management and stocks and investing, I certainly think it's worth your time to listen to our experiences and Alistair's knowledge with uh, gambling and, excuse me, blackjack. So 
if you take one thing away, understand that money management is everywhere. In order to be a profitable blackjack player, you need to manage your money well. In order to be a, a profitable day trader or, or investor, you got to manage your money well. Money management is key. If you want to keep going, if you want to keep going back to play blackjack, you got to have money to do it. And you got to manage your money. And obviously, there's a lot of people who who are good at managing their money. And you know, those are the people we find sleeping on the floor in Vegas who are not. That's exactly right. Who are not. You don't want to be sleeping on the floor in Vegas. It's not not a good outcome. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the bonus episode. I hope you enjoyed some of our insight, knowledge, and experience. And I will see you guys tomorrow morning, Monday morning, uh, to kick off another excellent week in the markets. Peace. All of this money on Moody. Get in my beach, my bitch, I'm rolling. Get, get money and power and sex. Get cut up my race with gas. Get trucking on Serbia the net. Get switch, switch, get, get having them having something to do with that, do with that you be cuddling with. Out the south of France, I got different cultures sucking on me. I was about to stand serving that dope and broke.